Okay, so a stock of broccoli walks into a bar and says, what's your story? <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that's, that's okay. We can try that again. That's yeah. why. You're going to have to hit me with that one more time. <laughs> what? So it's like a stock of broccoli. Walks, you not... walks into a bar and says, yeah, what's your story? story? That's what happened in the film. Did you see the film? Okay. Yeah. No, I just, I think I got hooked up on all. There's a lot of words. And I, the stock, <laughs> a stock of Brock walk. It was all similar. And I was. I think moment. this is the opening. We can never practice anything. No, 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 no. We're going to do it. No, do it again. And I'll say, Brett, no spoilers. Okay, go ahead. That was good. So a stock of broccoli walks into a bar and says, what's your story? Brett, no spoilers. <laughs> well, anyway. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is Vanessa from the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast about all things Disney. And also, this is Vanessa from the Front Row Network, because yes, we are doing another full disclosure. So you're getting us on that Front Row Network feed. You're getting us on that Beyond the Mouse feed. And I've got the best people here tonight to talk about the new, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Marvel film. I know, I know. What am I even doing here talking about a Marvel film? Uh, but I have got my co-host on the Beyond the Mouse podcast, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Brett, how are you? Hello. I'm still in shock that you are saying Marvel. I know. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Yay. Yeah, I know, I know. And we have a very classy man, Mr. Brandon Davis. How are you, sir? Hello. I've been I've been crossing the waters into BTM territory a lot lately. You have been. <laughs> and if anyone hasn't been listening to the Front Row Network Classics podcast, I very much encourage you to listen to our friend Brandon because he is so classy and he educates me on all these films <laughs> and these very famous actors. And I just learned so much. But tonight we are going to be talking about the new Marvel film, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And I know what you're thinking, Vanessa, I thought you didn't like Marvel. Yeah, I know. I thought we were doing a Wizard of Oz sequel. I thought we were going to watch uh, Auntie M and the Wiz. And it turns out <laughs> that was not it. They dragged me no. to the movie theater and Drag. it was a Marvel film. Imagine mm -hmm. my surprise. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, the three of us and uh, Brandon's sister, Emily, mm -hmm. we all went to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. And so we're going to give our full disclosure of what we think about that film. But first, we have to give a spoiler-free review. Because last time I did this, I forgot. And Craig critiqued me and told me I was supposed to tell people <laughs> that there are going to be spoilers. And I, I'm really sorry. For everyone else who uh, that I that I ruined their their I think it was hocus pocus that I ruined it for you because I didn't tell you there'd be spoilers. So let's just jump right in, and Brandon will go to you first. Give us your spoiler free review. Yeah, this uh, this I've been sitting with the movie for a couple days now, and I found it. You know, as I look back on it, I enjoyed myself a lot, and I, I, I mentioned this to you in the in the uh, thread that we had. I said I hear all the hardcore Marvel people just screaming at their phones at us during this whole episode, but I, I found it very enjoyable. My, uh, I went into it, you know, reading all of the 
negative sort of press it's been getting in terms of reviews and that so i i kind of went in thinking oh please let it be better than what people are saying i do think it was better than what people are saying there are certainly flaws to it which i do have issues with but i i found it to be really it's it was kind of a nice breath of fresh air in terms of marvel movies it it, it kind of it, it opened you up into a new world that we're not used to seeing i i love the ant-man trilogy anyway i, I love the fun little heist adventures that they go on but this sort of brought those characters into a whole new realm, a whole new world, getting them into the um, quantum. I, I forget what well, you can just say, yeah, quantum, I yeah, call quantum, it quantum mania, mania land. Is what I've been calling it, the quantum realm, the quantum realm. Oh, oh the there, thank you. Yes, yes. yes. I, let, let me, I, 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 I beg the Marvel fans for forgiveness. I'm sorry, yeah. um, but we, uh, but, but yeah, I found it. It was a nice sort of ensemble piece, and we got some great veteran actors. It was nice to see, nice to see some people of a certain age, like Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, kicking butt in a movie. It really was. Mm-hmm. So, so, and we'll certainly get into more of that too, but. I, I found it very enjoyable. Not my favorite Marvel movie by any means, but a fun time at the theater. I do not beg the Marvel listeners for anything because listen, all the cool kids were off having lives and go into fancy fan conventions over the weekend. And so this is it. This is what you were left with. Right. When the blip happened on our front row network, we were the oh three gosh. that were left. So wow. enjoy our reviews. Oh, wow. That is best good, Vanessa. Thank you. That I've been marveling good. so much. I've been yes. doing so many Marvel references. I, the other day wow. I called myself Steve Rogers when I was napping. It was amazing. You did. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I wow. know. That's well, great. Brett, tell us your spoiler-free review of okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. I have two takeaways. Well, first of all, a film so nice, I've seen it twice. How's that? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've seen it twice now. I watched it today because, well, you know, I like to do research. Well, since we have the classics with us, you know. <laughs> so I, I want to make sure that I know a little bit more about it. And it kind of, it can, um, it can kind of live in me for a, a moment. And the other takeaway was I created a new beverage combination. Um, I had orange Fanta. This was in um, Coke um, Freestyle. Mm -hmm. I created um, uh, Orange Fanta and Lemon Lime Fanta, which makes for for a very unattractive beverage. I'm calling it Ugly Fanta because you put those two together and it's kind of like an ugly brown. It's kind of, I don't want to say pukey, but it is kind of pukey, but it tastes great. So yeah, so that my takeaway, my first thoughts, my non-spoiler review is that it's so nice. I saw it twice and go get yourself a freestyle Ugly Fanta. Mm, Do that. Ugly Fanta. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So. What about you, Vanessa? Thank you. My spoiler-free review is that I have never seen an Ant-Man film. I'm aware that the Ant-Man exists because I watched the end game and then the one, the previous, the one before it. Infinity War? The pre-game. Pre-game and end game. And Infinity War, whatever. And I watched those. So I'm aware that the Ant-Man exists. I was shocked when I watched those films and I saw Michael Douglas. I thought, what is this handsome man doing in these films? But now I know why, because I watched this film and I'm clued in a little bit more. So I have to say, I've only watched a handful of Marvel films and I was 
fully expecting not to like it because, <laughs> well, actually, I went because with you guys had a FOMO because a bunch of us were going to go. And I thought, oh, no, like they're going to hang out without me. This is going to be a bummer. I don't want to be left out. I guess I'll go watch Marvel. And so and then the reviews came out and it was like 44 percent think this is a trash movie. And then and so then I was like, great. What did I get myself into? But then I went and I loved all of it. I really had a great time. I loved this movie. I thought it was so fun. It was funny. There was action. It was creative. So I personally, I know I'm not a Marvel fan, so don't come for me, Marvel people, but I thought it was really, really great. And I didn't understand why people were kind of ragging on it. I I loved it. So mm -hmm. I hope we'll yeah. get to talk about some of the things that we love in this film. Mm -hmm. And I think we should start off with our characters. Oh, so, no. So we have to do that thing. Oh, the have spoiler. To do that thing. Yes. So for everyone that is that is listening that has not seen the film, the spoilers are going to start in three, two, one. Vanessa? This is the same critique I got the last time I hosted. A oh, full, I'm sorry. A full disclosure. <laughs> I keep forgetting to tell people about the spoiler. Well, thank goodness you were here to help me. Okay, I'm so here's... To. Here's the spoilers. I'm going to give a quick synopsis so you know what we're talking about. If you've gone rogue like me, I, I tend to just watch the vloggers and read the Wikipedia pages just to find out what happens in the Marvel movie. That's how I found out who Bucky is. I still don't really know. <laughs> anyway, so essentially, Ant-Man, he's a hero. It's after Endgame, and everyone loves him. But... His daughter, Cassie, feels like they should be doing more to help people. So she creates this device that accidentally transports or shrinks, question mark, question mark, question mark from a non-Marvel fan. Um, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Dr. Doctor Hank, Janet, and Cassie, she shrinks all of them to quantum mania land realm. The quantum mm -hmm. realm, yes. Quantum realm, okay. And that's where we find out that this whole time, Janet has been keeping it a secret that she trapped a villain named Kang in the quantum realm. And um, they all get split up in this realm and Cassie gets kidnapped by Kang. And so Ant-Man has to retrieve this device that will set Kang free. And in the end, here's the big spoiler. Here it comes. Okay. Kang, Kang gets destroyed. Or does he? Yeah. And they all return to Earth. So we'll mm -hmm. talk about that question mark at the <laughs> oh end of my this gosh. episode. But yeah. first, let's jump into our characters. And Brett, I will go to you first. Which character would you like to talk about first? Well, oh, um, let's see. Should I just uh, tell you which one you're going to talk about? Uh, sure, please. Ant -Man. Thank you. You get to talk about okay. Ant-Man now. That's the one I had here. So Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, played by the always awesome Paul Red. Now, I was doing a little bit of research, and this is the first Ant-Man film that he did not actually participate in the writing. So he was speaking other people's lines. Well, they sounded a lot like him, because I guess he was speaking them. But anyway, I think he has such an amazing ability to kind of do this duality of superhero and everyman, you know? So in this film, he, you know, taken on this journey into the quantum realm, thank you, and, and he gets to show his love for his daughter, which is amazing. Again, I don't want to get too spoiler on, on this because I'm going to get to this a little bit later. But watching it a second time makes you look at everything entirely different. 
and differently mm-hmm. and I've kind of changed my opinion of this. Wait until I get to talk about Janet Van Dyne, a.k.a. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, my okay. gosh. I'm like going... Maybe that's what I should have chosen. But well, anyway, well, well, it was great. We... So that's mine. So that's so Scott. Scott Lang was awesome, played by Paul Rudd. Who's next? Okay. Okay. Well, before we talk about Michelle Pfeiffer, because I do yeah. want to hear your thoughts on that. Yes. Uh, let's get Brandon's thought on Ant-Man. Brandon, do you have anything to add about our uh, titular character? I can never uh-huh. say that right. Titular, titular. yeah character i'm getting classy see brandon teaches me things go ahead brandon <laughs> no it was great i love i love paul rudd as scott lang i love this character i think it's a i think it's a it's fun to see him progress as the uh, series has gone on and it's fun to see him carry some scenes with a little bit more weight in this movie mm-hmm. than he has in the last few um, ant-man movies and uh but he still carries that humor so well. He delivers, you know, he, he delivers his one-liners great. Um, and I, I really, I really think that he, I think out of all the Marvel superheroes, he really is the one that I think you as, you know, you know, the regular public can relate to the most. I think he comes across as the most human almost just because, you know, you, he's got the love for his daughter. He's, he's been a loser in life. And so it's, uh, it's fun to see him come out on top and he's got great chemistry with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's Evangeline Lilly or Michael Douglas or any of those other uh, actors that he shares the screen with. But I, I think, I think this is, this is probably the, I think it's the best performance I've seen him give in, in any of the Marvel movies so far, because he's had the most to work with on the canvas as a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with everything you're both saying. I, I will say because this was my first Ant-Man film and because I've seen a few of the other Marvel films, I really enjoyed this one a lot because I liked his uh, perspective. Like you said, he's kind of the everyman. So he's kind of got this um, bit of a, I don't know, sarcastic kind of view of of what he's doing and and i'm like yeah like and so i started watching another marvel film i know who am i what who are you i i know and i was watching i'm like man it's just not hitting the same without paul rod because i really Mm -hmm. appreciate his humor and just kind of the way he sees things it's it doesn't feel like a comic book film it just feels like a, a guy who's having to do some really crazy things so i agree i think he was great now let's talk about friend of the podcast oh guest my on gosh. the show yes evangeline lily it was so great to see her up on yes. the screen it's like i i have to be honest like i'm just kind of watching this like this is so weird <laughs> yes <laughs> I, mean, I, know. I know first of all she was blonde yes. when i met her and then mm-hmm. i'm watching this i'm like this is the same lady. This is just bizarre, but, but it's, I think she really shows what an artist she is. It's it's fun to know her as an author and mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, boo. She's not just no, but for like, that was the big focus of our interview was her mm-hmm. children's books. And mm-hmm. it's, and that's what she's really passionate about. And so that's kind of what I think of her as, because again, I'm not really a Marvel film watcher. I've never really seen her on screen before. Uh, and now I have. And so it was just really cool to be like, Oh, wow. Like, she's really good like she's great at this she should she should maybe do a career with this i don't know but um but what did you guys think of evangeline lily 
And uh, I guess, Brandon, we'll go to you first. Well, I think I think part of my biggest complaint is I don't think she was used enough in the movie. I think that mm-hmm. I think we everybody else kind of got a nice little arc, except, you know, she was she was kind of there just to react and to, uh, uh, you know, she she got the big save at the end. Spoiler. But um, but but yeah, would it be she, titular. It'd be a titular moment yes, there. At the yes, end it there. would be a titular mm-hmm. moment. But okay. no, but no, Evangeline Lilly just is an actress. I can uh, she's so easy to watch because there's an ease about her on the screen and the, everything everything is so natural but i think like i said when talking about paul rudd they have they have a great chemistry together because he's so off the wall and she's so steady and it just mm-hmm. works so well mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. she's she, she's like his you know she's not only his you know um she's not only his companion but she's also like a mother and everything else you know to him yeah. all at the same time it works so great but she gets plenty of time on screen with michael douglas and michelle pfeiffer which is just like that coolest yes. thing i'm like i'm watching i'm like Damn, woman, you are so lucky. That is so cool. It's the it's the best set of movie parents ever, really. Absolutely, absolutely. They're great. Brett, what'd you think of our friend Evangeline Lilly? (laughs) Well, I thought she was I thought she was wonderful, and the whole dynamic with her parents. And she said in other interviews that she is kind of the bratty teenager at forty, whatever, because she didn't have a chance to. Uh, she's trying to get closer to her mom and her mom is not really, you know, helping with that, you know, tell me about your time in the quantum realm, you know, and she's not, she, she doesn't um, open up to that. And then so she, but mom, you know, she's kind of like that. And, uh, and I really like that dynamic and it really felt real. Now I know none of this is real, but, but because they're wonderful actors, they made it Believable, totally believable. I enjoyed that so much. So, you know, and then she comes in and saves the day. I'm like going, I am like the most gullible person because I'm sure all of, you know, I read some of the reviews. Oh, it's so, you just knew what was going to happen all along. And I'm like going, I was surprised time and time again, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's maybe move on to the, our Michelle Pfeiffer moment of the podcast, Oops. because I know Brett really wants to talk about it. And maybe even we talk about Michael Douglas as well, because they are kind of a pair in this yeah. film. So Brett, since you, I don't know, you might have a I don't know if I'm Michelle ready Parker. for this. this what is, is happening? The, no, she was, she was great and she was gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was gorgeous. I think I need to save my second ending until the end because we're talking about the first time we watched it. But I question, I question her motives. I question her decisions and all of that. The second time around, you just watch that and go, but what, but what, what, anyway, I'm going to wait about that. So I enjoyed her performance. Yes. The character, you question her. Yes. I don't question Michelle. Okay. We'll get to that. Except, except, you know, I mean, all those years that we didn't see you in the in the movies why i'm like because you because your audience wants to see you and and your audience loves you in sci-fi films what was the one the, the star catcher thing oh it? was it stardust stardust, stardust. Oh, i love that my god it's really really good i love that De Niro's so, really good in it too and she, yes that mm-hmm. was just anyway but that we're not talking about that right now I, i'm sorry i did um, it's okay but yeah she's great i enjoyed what about yeah. michael douglas <laughs> um, he was great too. Again, this whole family dynamic—it was so believable, and they well, and they just all love each other. You don't think so? No, I I'm going to say, okay. I'm going to up your okay. rate or whatever you said. Yeah, because right. you call Michelle Pfeiffer gorgeous, and let okay. me tell you, when Michael Douglas 
is walking down that little bridge at the end of the oh, movie yeah, and the okay. ants are coming with him. He's got that jacket on, the wind's blowing in his hair. <laughs> I was like, hello, Zaddy. You are a handsome man. You still got it. However old you are, you are very. And so you can have Michelle Pfeiffer, Brett. Oh, sure. Well, hey. That Michael Douglas action. Okay. You know what's so funny, too? When it's, it's great that Brandon's on the show, because when we watched um, Nemo, you've, wait, you've got no, what's his 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You, yeah. you've, you've got a thing for the men in the Douglas family. I do, because Kirk yes. Douglas is really good looking then, too. And I'm like, why can I not just get one my age? And she and, and he looks like his dad now. He does. More. They're he both does. so yeah. gorgeous men. Oh. Uh, like sign me up just don't have me sign a prenup anyway brandon what did you he was think burned before so our, i think he will be doing that so mm-hmm. our our actors uh, oh, michelle pfeiffer and michael douglas no it's so fun michael douglas and michelle pfeiffer are two genuine movie stars and so mm-hmm. to see them have fun in something mm-hmm. like this is so great and 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 like you kind of said brett we we don't get enough of michelle pfeiffer lately especially in like mm-hmm. the last decade or two so i've mm-hmm. i've been in love with michelle pfeiffer you know since i was five so and and, and that has not changed whatsoever mm-hmm. she is still as gorgeous as she ever was but i uh, she it's so to, to just get her at the tail end of ant-man and the wasp and now to get her for the whole movie was such mm-hmm. a treat and and uh you know she's i didn't reckon that she would be sort of the catalyst for everything in this movie which she is and and like i said here she is you know a woman of a certain age and she is kicking butt like you know and and you know as as well as anybody and it's just so fun to watch i feel like i need to do a major record scratch because i'm like wait a second michelle pfeiffer is not in any of the other movies like minimally she was in the she, she's one. at the she's at the very Ant-Man tail end of the wasp. And the wasp. Yeah. Yes. You're kidding me. Yes, it's it's uh it's part of the uh I won't spoil it for you, but yeah, it's the catalyst of the whole story. Well, in that I know movie. what happens now. I know she comes <laughs> back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really surprising because I thought she was really fantastic. And I mm-hmm. I mean, I also like to see that I don't know how to say this without sounding rude, but um, people who are a little bit older, I love to see them with leading roles and doing yes. maybe roles you don't expect because mm-hmm. I, it, it's absolutely, you know, you're young at whatever age you feel like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, I love them. I yes, think they're got, tremendous in we, this. We, we got Angela Bassett and Black Panther and we get her in this movie. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, and also I'm like going when they, when they do the flashback to 30 years ago, I'm thinking that there is no CGI with her, you know, no. at least I, I believe I it. Yeah. Well, this is a love fest for Michelle Pfeiffer, but if you're listening, we love you. So <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think too much of on looks, uh, on looks. but There's more I, substance I will. To this film. Absolutely. I think we should measure our, except for Michael Douglas. I mean, he's good. Looking, <laughs> but, but we should measure our actors beyond just how they look. But I will right. say if I could look like Michelle Pfeiffer today, as she looks today, I would be the luckiest so mm-hmm. moving on let's talk about mm-hmm. one more of our characters who got transported to quantum mania land realm uh and that would be uh Catherine newton who plays cassie lang i i wanted to take a moment to talk about her because i you know sometimes with younger actors i just thought 
maybe she wouldn't be great. And I actually thought she was really wonderful. I, I'm really looking forward to maybe what her role will be in, what am I saying, in future Marvel <laughs> films? Oh my God. Like, I'm going to watch them. Maybe I will just to see her um, because I thought she was that good and I liked her in her, uh, I don't know what kind of bug she is. I don't know, flea suit. Tick suit, I don't know, caterpillar. She's not She's the some tick, kind of bug. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> that's another. So. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't watch <laughs> that. Is it a Marvel? Uh, I don't. Is but, it a Marvel? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. Well, as long as she's not a bed bug, because those are terrifying. <laughs> but anyway, um, she. I thought she was absolutely great. I just wanted to give her a quick shout out and see if you guys had anything to say about her before we move on to. She, she was character. She was great because she's a well. First of all, she's a recast because uh, yes. Ca- Cassie's been played by another actress, Emma Emma Furman, I believe is the name. Yes, Emma Furman, who played her in Endgame, and so they they, they recast her. And and you know, I I do try and listen to some vlogs and things like that. And there was a big hoopla that she was being recast. But from oh, where yeah. I stand, it was a good decision. I think that she's great, and I, they are. You know, from what I hear, you know, from listening to Jeremy and Craig and stuff i think they are setting up a young avengers type movie with you know cassie lang being one of those young avengers so i I am looking forward to seeing more of her yeah okay now i thought she was great but we cannot say we cannot leave our character department before we go with Kang the conqueror we're we're going to do that we're going to Yes, okay. that was, I said, the ones that Thank got you. transported, we're going to talk oh, okay. about the one that was, <laughs> was there. I was feeling a little when they found it. No, we're not going to leave out Kang, but do okay. you have anything else to say b- about Cassie before we move on to Kang? No, uh, you don't. All right. I don't. I don't. Well, she was okay. great. I loved let's, her. Let's move on and talk about our new villain. Now, I... I'm not a Marvel follower, but it is my understanding that this man is going to be making many reappearances in future films, or at least uh, we know at least one film by the end of it. So King, the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. Brandon, tell me, what did you think? Uh, well, I mean, with, in a movie of great actors, he he commands the screen every time he's on. Uh, there's something about his presence, and he is the new he's the new Thanos of this era of Marvel. So uh, the, he he comes on and he makes his impression. He's on uh, the very last episode of Loki season one, mm-hmm. and we we get a little taste of that, um, and and now we get it in full fledged detail, and it's mm-hmm. so amazing. He is he's menacing, but he's charming. Um, and he, you, you just see evil lurking and I cannot wait to see more of what we get down the line. Did y'all know that Kang was going to be the bad guy? Y'all saw the end of Loki? Am I yes. the only one who's left it? Doggone it. Yes. This is why I hate watching like Marvel going... stuff. Because if you miss <laughs> yeah. one thing, you're out of the loop. And Loki you got to watch 10,000 things yeah. to see up to date. I, en- I enjoyed huh. Loki. And then we got to see a little bit of uh, uh, of that at the very end of the second hmm. trailer. Or the second extra bonus. Whatever. What are they called? End yeah. credit scenes. Yeah, end credits. Thank you again. Oh, we can always count on Brandon. Brandon, yeah. So, but yeah, okay. but I have one more character. Brett, no, I have one more Brett, character. Did you have anything to say about Kang? He was great. Um, no, <laughs> again, on my second viewing, watching his performance gives you a, everything he says. You know, when you watch it the first time, you are thinking he's talking about himself. And then he and and then the second time you watch it, you kind of go, oh, oh, so oh, I bet. cool. 
So cool. You're making me want to watch this movie again. Go see it again because it's a whole nother viewing. It's like seeing um, the I See Dead People one every time. And then you kind of go and then you see the red door. Yes, the sixth sense. Thank you. And then it's like red door, red door, red this, red that, red that, you know. And you don't, well, I did not catch it the first time. Sorry. And uh, But now you watch this again and you kind of go, that's why I'm so upset with Janet. I'm like going, because I'm like going, you limited, you so, limited so, person. How dare you? So you were you walking were... around going, damn it, Janet. <laughs> well, I was not because I don't oh. say the D word. But, oh, um, I'm so sorry. but yeah, so, but but yes, I would say that if I said that. It makes me laugh. So I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. But we forgot. Okay, we have to go to Modoc, don't we? Are we? Were you going to say him? Oh, because okay. you don't well, because you didn't see yes. the first one, so you don't yes. get that whole arc. And, and here's he the was other the thing: evil, 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 evil man in the first one. Mm-hmm. one. So I have a first question one. about Modoc, the first one, aka yeah. Darren. 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 So here's, yes. Here's my question: When I was trying to look up who played Darren on mm-hmm. on the IMDb page for this movie, Darren was not listed. I tried looking around and i did not see the actor Corey stole Corey yes. stole yes i did not see him listed so is this like a big surprise that darren is in this movie was it, he dead or something before and he's resurrected he was supposedly yes. dead yes. yes so that's why right yeah but mm-hmm. okay. yeah but he was uh at, and when i read imdb i found him in there oh did but you? it said uncredited role but his name is in the credits um, so, okay, well, maybe, but that's a very a huge whiff, cast so. list. So I was, yeah. I was looking at the top few. I'm like, well, yeah. he had speaking lines, so he must not be listed in this film, and, but it must and, be buried. And you must give him credit because, Why? well, because can you imagine you're a Corey Stoll and you are, you know, a good looking actor and we're going to squish your face. So you look really, really bad. And you still say, sure, I'll do that. And, you know, I won't, I'll be an evil character. That everyone hates and then has that you know wonderful turnaround at the end. well it wasn't so i, I do want to talk but, about this okay. situation uh but it's in my things i didn't care for yeah. section, but his face so. is all squished again i'm sorry yeah. to be obsessed with looks in this but i'm just like going he just looks squishy and he's teeny it does have teeny little legs he does so um, mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. any so other characters. characters you feel that i'm leaving out brett I'm sorry uh, no, 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 please. No, that go was ahead. pretty much that was pretty much it. That was okay. I'm so I was just concerned because sure. I'm like going, we had a bunch of protagonists and no villain. But now that's we true. Do. That's true. Two of them. When we'll talk more about all of these characters now in our favorite scenes. Um, so why don't I give my favorite please. scene? Yeah, please. Yeah, Vanessa, you what was your favorite first. scene? Yeah, what was so your favorite scene? So I really liked the scene can i give two scenes i think they go together um i like the comic relief so there in this movie there is a pink blob and uh as the character as our ant-man and cassie go um down among the creatures of the quantum realm um they're they're meeting these characters and this pink pink blob uh, comes up and says i guess he's like do you have holes and then another character says he's seven 
And then you hear, you can see Ant Man counting, and we're all in the theater. We're all counting. counting. We're all counting. I'm counting. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is seven. And Ant Man's like, yes, (laughs) yes, that's right. That is so funny to me. And then it it does a great callback toward the end of the film where the blob, you know, he's, he wishes he had holes. He gets uh, wounded. He gets uh, impaled many times. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, I have holes and you think oh is he gonna die and then he proclaimed with his arms up i have holes and i just thought i just thought this was such like one of the best callbacks i've ever seen in a film that was it was just so so funny and so, devours all the enemies there not that, all and devours all the enemies yes. and wins right. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um that was one of my favorite scenes who would like to go next so a stock of broccoli walks into by <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love this that. This is where so it's going stock, to go. So a stock of broccoli walks into a bar and says, what's your story? I just thought that was so funny. Again, we're getting to the funny parts. I mean, I had other favorite parts, but that when there were a number of times I'm like going, uh, and I was hoping to find all these wonderful quotes in the quotes portion of IMDb, but it's still a new film. So, but there were so many things that made me laugh and they also made me go, hmm, that's very profound. And I tried to write them down the second time and I couldn't do that because you're not supposed to use your phone when you're watching a film, you know, that sort no, of thing. So I not. did it a couple of times, but, um, but yeah, but that, you know, the stock of broccoli walks into a bar. I just we'll talk about a call. So back. funny i enjoyed the job that, so. thank inserting you. a callback right there, there. Right. i didn't so. i didn't know you were gonna do that it was very funny yep. so mm-hmm. i enjoyed that but are, so are we doing funny scenes and then go into other scenes well, well you can just mention it i think maybe we should talk about the scene you're talking about which is kind of like the bar scene right so this is it's where um scene. our sexy parents and the wasp uh go into a bar to to meet that's a guy a pool. Uh-huh. to meet a, a guy pool. to uh, help them escape and oh, we get to meet I all love- these really cool characters and uh, it's just it it feels very um star wars, star wars. yeah it feels um, very cantina, cantina scene it's mm-hmm. it's very fun but uh brandon what did you think about that scene i i enjoyed it and and the guy ends up being bill murray um <laughs> which who Ooh. who we we can get to things I uh, mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. I had later on, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. but but no, but I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the the whole uh, setup of that. I enjoyed seeing Douglas and Pfeiffer and Evangeline working together, and it, it almost it was it was Star Wars mixed with James Bond a little bit. It was mm-hmm. it was this sort of covert mission that they were on. It was fun to see the three of them interact because we haven't really yet. Right. So mm-hmm. so it was fun to see the three of them do that. But but once um once Bill Murray came in, it kind of lost its momentum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 we can we can talk about that later. But mm-hmm. I um. But no, I, I'm trying to think. A, a scene that really stood out for me, I, I love the, I love the family. It, it's before they're even in the quantum realm, but the family dinner scene that the five mm-hmm. of them have together, sitting at the table, talking about, you know, Cassie being in jail and you know how many times this has happened and every. It, it was great because it was it was fun seeing Paul Rudd kind of be the, uh, the the responsible one at the table when everybody else knew and didn't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That, that was a lot of fun and i enjoy i enjoy the early moments because they use the welcome back cotter theme which i appreciate yes, i <laughs> love that song that's such a great song but but no for me the and maybe we can transition now into more serious stuff but the the scene for me was the flashback to kang and janet van dyne's um origin story 
mm-hmm. and how all of this mm-hmm. sort of happened. And once she once she touches the core and sees exactly who Kang is, just, does she? What does <clears throat> well, okay. we can get into that, but no, but but yeah. just brilliantly, brilliantly acted by two great actors yes. and really start mm-hmm. really sets the scene for the kind of villain that we're going to be dealing with. And I liked it, too, because it gave just enough mystery to -hmm. keep us enticed throughout the whole film. It was Mm -hmm. very much what what happened there? Who was that guy? Where is Mm -hmm. he? And um, that's what's so great about these kind of mystery films is that um, there can be a lot of fun in the middle. But that's really the the big ending when you get to see who he is. That's the really exciting part. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, I totally agree with you, Brandon. I love the family dynamic. And I've mentioned that now a couple of times, but because I really enjoyed the family dynamic, I believe them all. That scene was great. Um, The scene at the end, you know, when they're, you know, having their um, really bad um, Baskin Robbins cake and all that. It just looks like a family. It looks like that. So anyway, I enjoyed that. and it, really good actors make doing making really good choices and mm-hmm. who am i to even talk about their acting because it's just mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. i'll throw out a couple more scenes that if you'd all like to comment on them i really enjoyed the probability scene it was a, mm. a fun way to let paul rudd do um different characters kind of and act with himself and uh, so essentially in that scene if you haven't seen it is the ant-man is duplicating and duplicating and duplicating 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 and uh, then we see baskin robbins paul rudd and it, it, it's a it's a suspenseful moment in the film but it's also really interesting and they kind of keep it fun so i thought that was well done. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but thoughts? You didn't like the probability? I, scene? No, I liked it. No, I liked it very much. But it was it was very similar to Ralph Breaks the Internet. Almost the same oh thing. Oh my gosh! Oh my I didn't gosh! Even like identical. Think about you know, it'll be interesting that. to see if other people see that because I'm like going, oh my gosh! It's Ralph oh, Breaks no. the Internet, and wow. you know, it's even you know, thinking about the daughter is. In, in this instance, and his friend, um, Vanellope, in the first one, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's, you know, it, that's what brings them together. So anyway, it was that, I enjoy wow. that, but I'm like going, oh my gosh, so they do Star Wars and, and Ralph. Stop, you're, ru- you're that, ruining so. this movie for me. Stop it. This is the one Marvel <laughs> film I really like. Stop you it. You can enjoy it. You can, you can, it's not, be, they're not, they're, in, it's still, that scene is great. Uh-huh. It just reminded me of something similar. So, yeah. All right, one mm-hmm. one more scene, and oh, we'll let and Brandon then I have one too. Brandon's gonna mm-hmm. weigh in on this because you ruined the last one for me. <laughs> uh, okay. I really liked the fighting scene at the end when Cassie and ends up being big, yes. and I like an Ant Man's coming through and knocking stuff over and it's like you took my daughter you know and he's a giant and coming through i thought that was a really oh. fun scene i love when cassie's like i'm so hungry I want <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's weird isn't it um but what did you think of that kind of final battle scene oh yeah i i think i think what you mentioned that works i think i think that works great um the only 
The only aspect of it was, you know, you, you had this sort of great Star Warsian type of rebellion, you know, moment there. I don't, I don't think we got to know uh, these characters well enough to really feel the emotion of them sort of taking back, you know, their land and all of that. Um, you know, it, it was fine. I just don't think we spent enough time with those characters, and I, I, I think all of that worked. And of course, you know, the the, the final confrontation with Kang and everything. I think, and as much as I loved the michael douglas section of him walking on the bridge with the ants i will say and this is where i'll put on and i think you know being around so many marvel fans has corrupted my optimism but (laughs) but but i will say that for for this person to be our new huge big bad villain for these ants that have kind of been used as a comedic device in other movies to take him down kind of took me out of it a little bit now it's not what actually takes him down toward the end there's another final confrontation but i just thought it was it kind of took me out for it a little bit, but but Michael Douglas was fantastic, you know, in that moment. But 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 when you think about it logically after the movie's over, it's like, oh, he's our new Thanos. I don't know if these, you know, genetically enhanced ants would necessarily be the ones that would take him down or not. You both just got to ruin it for me. No, 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 no I'm going to no, say, no. Vanessa, you, you thought that scene was just fine, right? Just... I thought it was fine. I liked the smart ants. It made sense to me. They can carry sandwiches away at picnics, people. They can carry Kang away too. All right, fine, fair oh, enough. Any other scenes yes. you would, Sorry. if you would just let me Sorry. ask you, because okay. that was my next question, Brett. Do you have any other okay. scenes you'd like to share? <laughs> yes, thank you for asking. Okay, go ahead. I liked, again, this is, I am so gullible um, that every time I thought all is lost, there, it, and there was no hope, actually, there was a scene. All was lost. And then hope came in and saved the day. So there was no hope. And then she was there. So I'm like, I love that. I was taken in every single time all was lost and something happens. I am that gullible. And I'm like going, and how many of these, I've seen all of these films and yet I'm taken away. That was mm-hmm. that. I'll get to my takeaway I, for, later, for, yeah. for, for a moment. I thought the Ant Man. I thought I thought he was done someone's gonna for a die. second. They're I gonna thought die. someone's going to die. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. did. I thought I thought this is going to be the movie where we realize how high the stakes are going to be from now on. Uh, but mm-hmm. but then hope does come in and save the day. As Aww, she should hope did. Yes, that's her name. <laughs> hope. There was so, no hope, and then there great, was hope. Great points, boys. I really <laughs> love you. both of those things. Now let's talk about. In the appropriate section, what didn't Sorry. work for this? No, it's okay. I'm just teasing you. What didn't work for this film? And because you both have been slamming my favorite things, I'm going to start and maybe ruin something yours. Okay, thank you. I did not like Darren. I did not like his Humpty Dumptiness. It was weird to me. I felt like I was watching a Mother Goose story. I hated it. I did not like it. It, it, it honestly, it was so creepy to me. Repulsive. Yeah. It yeah. was repulsive. It was so, mm. oh, I couldn't, uh, uh, the personality and everything. It was just gross. If, if, and I, it, if it had been maybe one scene, it would have been fine, but it was a joke that went on way too long. Yes, I agree. It was just yeah. too, too much. I wanted, I was glad when Darren died. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Well, Let's he be done died with Darren. an Avenger, so you know. Yeah, that yeah. was a funny line. <laughs> that was good. Okay. I did wink, wink, nod, not, not. Yeah. Anyway, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, something that didn't work for me. What mm-hmm. didn't work for you guys? I'll let you fight it out. Who wants to bash first? I think we're going to agree. We at might least all on agree. one of them. 
Uh, I'm like going, yeah, go ahead. Bill, Bill Murray wasn't. Yes. Movie. I yes. I care for that. I'm like going, especially since we heard, I mean, okay, getting real for a moment here, but we know we've heard, we do not know, but we've heard of the alleged controversial treatment of fellow cast members in past films that became part of the press before this film was released. And then he has that part. And mm -hmm. I'm like, going. I know that he is an icon and there are certain Bill Murray fans that love him in anything because he just makes a film, <clears throat> maybe. Every time he was in a scene, it took me out of it because I was thinking mm -hmm. about him, not this Lothario character with this past with Janet Van Dyne. And I'm like going, well, that could have been played by a multitude of interesting people that did not have that baggage to carry along yeah. in that scene. Those were my opinions. Yeah, and I didn't even think like what he added to that scene was all that great anyway. I think it would have been a lot funnier if they had a different actor. Now I can't come up with one off the top of my head. I don't know. Maybe Sting. I love him. He's lovable. Sting? He's not an actor. He's a performer, but that'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Give me another. Give me, let's, let's do a little recasting. recasting. Can, you, can you guys think of anyone that might be a little bit older that would be great to play? Yeah, I mean, I just didn't buy that Bill Murray would ever be involved with Michelle Pfeiffer whatsoever. Yeah, I know. And yeah, it's no, like, the, the, there's well, some. There's not a whole lot of action in the quantum realm. No. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, no. There's, there's, there's so many, you know, distinguished actors of a certain age you could have brought in. Um, it would have been uh, funny or funnier. Funnier. Would yeah. Would not have taken you Ooh, out of like the scene. Like Richard Gere would have been funny, right? I don't know. He's a little bit older now. He's not really funny. Is Richard Gere ever funny? I don't know. I'm just Oops, trying to think I of say anyone these things other than Bill Murray. Pronouncements, <laughs> and they just sound too harsh. Okay. I'm sorry, Richard Gere. Bring, could have brought Jack Nicholson out of retirement. Oh, oh my God. That would, that would have been perfect. See, thank that you, Brandon. That's See, it could have been Jeff Goldblum, but he's been in Jeff Gold, yeah. He's been in it already, though. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but, he was in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Nicholson or Denise. Oh my gosh, or, or who, are you? who are you? I don't that know. Is so good. You cannot say know. you're not, you or, cannot say that you're this, you know, non lover of of, of Marvel, Marvel films because now. you have a compendium knowledge of yes. this, you know. Um, or you could have done it, or you could have done a Stardust reunion and had De Niro come in and play De Niro. that. Oh, oh that would have been see that, that would have been great, and then he mm -hmm. would have checked that off and and no, actually, alienated that... Martin Scorsese forever. No. That would have been great. That would not have worked. <laughs> <laughs> because I need, if De Niro's going to be in Marvel, I need him to have a big role that goes on yeah. for a long time. Okay. Jack Nicholson would be a funny cameo. Yeah. That would I be think good. Right I or, think that's brilliant. Yeah. Or you know what could have been funny? Danny James DeVito. <laughs> oh my God. Danny. Well, oh he's my got some gosh. problems. Think, but Danny DeVito, adorable in this. That'd be very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So many, yeah but yeah, so Bill Murray. Many, I, so many. Yeah. It, it felt like Bill Murray playing himself. And I'm sorry to say that. But yeah. Yeah. Hey, Lothario? he's done some great films. We'll give him that. Yeah, but right. any other things that didn't work for you in this movie before we move on? The rest just, of it just, was wonderful. Just, okay. just what just what I mentioned in the last section. Right. But, okay. um, but yeah, but no, that the, those were the big standout moments for me. I didn't I didn't have as many gripes as a lot of other people that I'm reading. Right. Okay. Yes. Well, great. Great. Cut I think some slack. Yeah. Oh gosh. 
I will I think just so. this is okay, this is what else oh no. I was gonna save that for later. Okay. <laughs> so before notes. we start to wrap things up, we need to talk about these trailer scenes. Okay. Who who wants who wants to give me their thoughts on what's happening? Because it 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 opens up a lot of questions to what's going to happen in the future. It makes you reexamine the whole film the second time you watch it. Uh So my question is, when Janet Van Dyne is in uh, Kang's mind, is she seeing this Kang or the multiverse of Kangs? And so, and he even in his in his dialogue, he talks. He refers him. No, it's Kang, and Kang is, you know, all of this. So he's referring to his multi presence there too. But we only see him. We we have him pigeonholed in this film that he is the uh-huh. evil one. When what if this is where I'm like going? Damn it, Janet! You need to rethink this. Damn it, Janet! When I say it as a character, <laughs> I can do that. Okay. So I'm like, okay, if the other Kangs wanted to get rid of this Kang because this Kang saw the future and wanted to correct mm. it. Yeah. What? So I, you know, that, that I've been sense. thinking about this. So, so I, I've been thinking that too. I'm like, Oh no, they killed the wrong Kang. He yes. was a good guy. He was yes. killing the other universes mm. because he knew that though, though he had to kill those Kangs. Mm-hmm. But then I remembered one thing and that is that this Kang that has been possibly killed. Um, he did kill a bunch of these quantum people to yes, make his he... empire. Now, are we arguing? Is he like a Thanos where it's like, well, he did it for the greater good? There's, or there's is a he actually a that. bad guy? No. Who is to say if if we are in a multiverse of existences, this one thinks it's the best. This one thinks it's the only one, possibly. And so th- so he is the villain when actually he has time on his side, literally. Yep. And he is the one who is trying to fix things. So then we have that moment in the end where Scott Lang is questioning himself. Did I do, th-? you know, so it's this deep moment and you just kind of go, uh, uh, and then he goes, no, I was fine. You know, I, who knows? Maybe this is it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like going, no, I think you really did ruin you everything. You messed up, Ant-Man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, that trailer leaves you feeling very anxious, but it's cool because I have to say throughout the whole movie, I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Kang's going to escape. But then Kang didn't escape. And then I thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp are going to get trapped in, in the quantum yeah. land. But yeah. then they didn't. And I'm like, I know. wow, what a weird ending for everything to just be mm-hmm. tied up in a bow. That's yeah. so strange. No, I thought someone, then, I thought someone was going to die. Yeah. The trailer tells us that we were all fooled that there's actually a bunch of Kangs hanging out and they're plotting something. And um, we might've just killed off the hero King. Mm-hmm. So yes. I don't know guys. Ooh. Well, so and- you can watch it again. Now you can yes. watch it again and go, yeah, you know, with all the foreshadowing and everything, and, and, and as we, and as we know, our upcoming Avengers movie is called the Kang Dynasty. So we did, we know that we know that that's right. <laughs> I knew that. I I'm giving you it. credit, Vanessa. Thank you. <laughs> I do have a question though for you. So there are actually two trailers. Uh, so if anyone Ooh. does go see it and they haven't watched it yet, congrats on making it this far and throwing caution to the wind and listening to spoilers go you um but also don't leave before the second one because you will be a fool 
And even I knew that, that you shouldn't leave. But the second one, is that a clip that we've seen before of Loki watching Kang? That was all new. That's all new. Okay. Because yes. it's, it's, it's cool because everyone's in like 1800 garb and got their bowler hats on and, and mm-hmm. Loki's there and, and Owen Wilson. I don't understand that, but that's okay. Yeah. This is where I have to give the Marvel listeners something to yell at me for. Yeah, okay. So this is well, it. I don't know that. why. Just watch it. He was like, yes. wow. Yes. Wow. That's Kang. He's so <laughs> bad. Wow. So anyway, um, <laughs> I've been working on that for years. That was Thank good. You. Thank you. Oh I'm full of secrets. Yes. Um, <laughs> but okay. So that's cool. So you get two new trailers out of this. That's always nice um, in a, the end of a Marvel film. And and we know, and I will give you credit, that Loki season two is coming out later this year. So this was a little teaser for that. Yes. Wait a that second. That has been confirmed. So yes. they're getting rid of so many Wait of them. Wait a second. That one stays. Yes. Oh, this is, they're making it easier okay. for you, Vanessa. They've had, this, they found out in, in the, in the what is it called? Four in whatever, the last one. Phase four. Phase four was too uh, much. Too much for everyone. It cost too much. It confused the audience. It was just too much. Now I'm sure that we're gonna have some Marvel fans that go, I couldn't get enough of this. But mm-hmm. um yeah. So uh, now I have to watch a TV be... series to figure but, out what happened with Vanessa, Kang. Vanessa, this you was a, enjoy this, that. This was a pivotal that. movie for you to watch because it's connecting to so many things now that oh, you will get my... when you watch them now. Gosh, that means I'm gonna have to watch so many things that happen. I can't I was hoping that it'd Loki. be like no because yeah. I watched what is it, pregame? Infinity War. That's it. Sorry. It takes me a second to remember. I watched it and I was like, I wonder what happens. And then I got to watch the next movie. Bada boom, bada bing. I knew what happened. I didn't have to watch anything else. And now you're telling me that you guys dragged me to a Marvel movie that I thought was The Wizard of Oz. And now I got to watch a bunch of other stuff. And you I got, can't just find out the, what happens. You got you got two Ant-Man movies, two seasons of Loki. You'll be good. Is there two yeah. seasons? Is there, there's, well, well, well there's inside. one right now. One season. You yeah. will enjoy, Loki was fun. I yeah, enjoyed Loki, Loki yeah. a lot. Well, all I have to it say is we got to wrap. Division, but I did like it. So We got to wrap up this show because okay. apparently I have a bunch of homework to do. To go do. So um, before we start to wrap up this discussion, though, um, anything else that you guys wanted to add for any uh, person who's seen the film or anyone who hasn't seen the film, any final thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? I enjoyed it. I think that it's going to, it's certainly, you know, of course, it's building up to things that are going to be coming along down the road. And I think it, it, it was fun to see these Ant-Man characters who normally are in movies with very low stakes and a movie with very high stakes. And I thought, I thought that was cool. It was fun to see them in a new environment. Um, I, I, I did have, you know, as I mentioned, some big problems in terms of logic in some places or or with you know the way that certain jokes would go on for too long or whatever so it it, it keeps it from being a perfect movie for me but it's a movie i'm going to watch again it's certainly not in my bottom tier of marvel movies mm-hmm. um i i, I think mm-hmm. i think it's one that i would enjoy watching again and again i liked it more than thor 11 thunder i did yeah. too i, I did didn't too. watch that one but i am excited to watch this again uh brett any final thoughts on the film Okay, so the Marvel Universe has had so many hits and box office breaking records, it seems that critics and fans, you know who you are, are just waiting for a Marvel to stumble. 
but that did not happen in Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania. I thoroughly enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed it both times, and it gave me even more to think about the second time. And how many, how many films are like that in the Marvel Universe? You can watch them again. It's Rashomon. Oh my gosh, it's Rashomon. Now, how's that for That's, a reference? Wow. There? I That's don't know good. what that is. <laughs> I'm like going, yeah. it's Rashomon. More homework. <laughs> I agree with you. I come you. up with them every once in a while. It you, is, you so. do, you do. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think it was a lot of fun. I understand that I am missing and lacking on a lot of Marvel knowledge. But for me, as a regular old person, um, I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, I actually do really want to watch this a second time to see if I can pick up on any clues. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. And if you've listened to this episode, we really appreciate it. If you're listening from the Front Row Network feed, we love having you here on Beyond the Mouse. And if you're a Beyond the Mouse fan, well, now I'm going to go pitch it over to our friend Brandon to tell us what's happening on his show, Front Row Classics. What's coming up for you, Brandon? Oh, Front Row Classics. I've got Two interviews that I just conducted, um, one with uh, Jason Isrolowitz, who just wrote a book about the uh, wrong man, the Alfred Hitchcock film. He's a lawyer in New York City and wrote a book about the actual case of the movie uh, that the movie was based on and then the movie itself. And that's a fascinating uh, conversation. Then I just spoke with uh, Joseph McBride, who I spoke with about Orson Welles last uh, last year, and he just wrote a book about the films of Billy Wilder. So we had a really good conversation about that. And then coming up in March, um, I've, I've got two episodes um, about Raging Bull and the Treasure of the Sierra Madre coming up. So some fun stuff. Wow. Very, very fun. And if you've noticed that uh, our co-host, Craig McFarlane, has not been on this episode, well, that's because he's been off gallivanting around in Portland, talking to celebrities at fan conventions, and he's going to be telling us all about that experience next week on Beyond the Mouse. So we're really looking forward to hearing about the great time that he had and how great of a job he did representing us and just conducting some awesome interviews with some awesome, awesome people. So we're Looking forward to that. And if you want to connect with us, well, you can do that on Twitter. We are on there at Beyond Mouse. We're on Facebook at Beyond the Mouse. But the real fun is in the Beyond the Mouse podcast pals. We interact there. You can interact with us. You can find us on Instagram at Beyond the Mouse Pod. And we also have a Patreon page if you would like to be a supporter of the show. And of course, if this is your first time listening and you just stumbled across this on the web or on another feed, well, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We are even in Quantum Mania land. Yes, we are streaming there too. So we thank you for listening to the show and listening to this full disclosure for Beyond the Mouse and the Front Row Network, I'm Vanessa Ferguson. I'm Brett Rutherford. I'm Brandon Davis. And we'll see you real soon in the Front Row. Do they have movie theaters in Guantanamo? They gotta have one somewhere, <laughs> sure. right? We'll Maybe drive-ins. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll be the in the building, Front Row. That the, the, the building can morph into a. Where you, where you where you put your hands in the goo like Michael Douglas does to drive. That is the yeah. best part. I love that. Yeah, I do it all the time now. You should see my jelly jars. I don't know. Is that a good way to end? You should see my jelly jars. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like, like. That was great. <laughs> 
Maybe that's gross. I don't know. Our jelly it. jars bring my boys to the yard. <laughs> I pretend like I'm driving my car by sticking my hands in my jelly jars. Anyway.